Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where every other week or so we get some wine, we pour it into things, then we pour it into other things, and then we pour it down our gullet. That is basically what we're doing. We're going to see the difference between pouring wine straight from the bottle to the glass and drinking it, and pouring it from the bottle to a decanter to a glass to drinking it. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. back we have poured wine we are doing it in three different ways to make proper use of the scientific method for today's episode mm. we have one glass that's straight out of the bottle yeah we cracked it and poured it immediately into glasses to let it breathe in the glass then we have some that we have poured into a decanter which we are allowing to breathe in the decanter and the rest that we have left to breathe in the bottle mm. and what we hope to do here is see what difference that makes to the flavor in which way we've allowed it to breathe yeah i'm expecting there's going to be a big difference because you know that's the whole reason they make decanters oh uh, yeah but i'm interested interested to see if there's much of a difference of letting it breathe in the bottle Yes, yeah, so am I, because it's been about 10 minutes since we cracked the bottle and poured the glasses, so mm. they're about ready to, to taste now, I would, I would say. No one is going to leave a glass of wine poured and sit in there for much longer than that without being tempted to pick <laughs> it up and take a sip. No. On that note, let's pick it up and take a sip. Yes, let's. Cheers. Cheers. Now, it should be noted that we are drinking a 2016 Grenache. Yes, this is... A rabbit and spaghetti Grenache from the McLaren Vale region. Good region. Yeah. And you picked this one because it's a 2016 and a you picked specifically a 2016 Grenache because an older wine lends itself better, lends it, yeah, lends itself more to breathing and a Grenache ages really well. Yeah, and it's it's got some it should have some nice complexities to it which will give us a lot to notice mm. in in the differences hopefully. Yeah. And already I I would expect that we'll notice some things on the nose that are different. It smells very porty. Very plummy. Yeah, so it's it's a very fruity smelling. Mm, very very jammy and plummy on the nose. I think. Yeah, and uh, and even it smells a little tannic, which you'd expect. Mm. Smells very nice. Mm. Let's taste. Wow, that's very bitey. It doesn't taste jammy at all. It tastes very, I suppose, acidic. Mm, it is very acidic, and I would dare say that. Yeah, it, it is. It's acidic. It's bitey. It's a lot of tannins, heavy on the back palate. Mm. So, would you say that this now currently tastes too young? I would say it tastes like it needs to breathe more. Yeah. Interesting. You should say that, Mickle. Yes. 
isn't it though? <laughs> yeah. That that's well good thing you only poured little glasses because it would be challenging to drink it as is. Yeah, though if we leave these to sit for longer, mm. like as as you would recall, there have been times in the past, not when we've been recording, but just when we've been drinking wine where we pour something and it's a little bitey, but through 30 minutes to an hour of conversation, that glass is still sitting there and you sip it again later and it's far, far smoother and you get more of the richer complexities out of it. Mm. Definitely. Although I do wonder if... I do wonder how much of it is the wine is actually getting better or the wine is just tasting better because you're more tipsy. But if you've not actually been drinking it, because what I'm talking about is it's oh, the one glass. Yeah. yeah, And you've kind of forgotten it because you're lost in conversation. Yeah. But when you come back to it, time has passed and it's better. Mm. Now, it's currently only been 10 minutes and we poured this straight from the bottle. Yeah. And as a general rule, if I was cracking open a 2016, I would leave it breathe in the bottle. Then I would pour it. Then I would wait again. Mm. And even, like, swirl it around in the glass a little bit to encourage the breathing process. Yeah, exactly. Which we haven't done. We have not. No. But we could now. Well, I am now, yes. Though it's not a magical thing. It's not going to suddenly make a huge difference. What? Now you tell me. (laughs) I must admit that second sip was less bitey. And it coats the tongue better. Yeah, so rather than putting these aside and leaving them sit for longer, which kind of defeats the purpose of the test we're doing, we're just going to casually finish these glasses off and then move on to the decanter. Mm. Well, the Yeah, we're pouring both at the same time, aren't we? Yes, yes we are. Yes, we'll move on to the decanter and the bottle so we can compare them head-to-head because we are expecting a massive difference between both of those and this one that hasn't really been given a lot of time to breathe. Mm. Yeah, it. uh, stay tuned and we will also get into the history of a decanter. Yes, we will. And we are back again. Those glasses of wine, I, I felt it did improve towards the end of the glass. Yeah. The uh, last sip I had wasn't uh, tart or acidic, um, quite unlike the first sip that we had. Yeah. And so now these other ones that have been breathing, one in the bottle and one in the decanter, these should, when we pour them, be perfect, hopefully. And we'll find out, because naturally, neither of them has as large an opening as the glass. Mm. But when you pour it into a decanter, the shape of it is designed to have the wine uh, flow down the edge and uh, increase the surface area of the wine for a few moments. Yeah, and flow down the edge, it did. Mm, if you look the sides. Yeah, if you look closely at the picture, you can see that the sides were wet. Hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yes. So, while you pour the deca- pour the wine into the decanters... Out of the decanter. Sorry, out of the decanter. And out of the bottle. I'm going to stand... Yes, we don't, we don't want to waste any of this good drop. 
um, I will give you guys a bit of history on decanting. So the official description is a, a decanter is a wine vessel that is used to hold the decantation of a liquid, such as wine, which may contain a sediment. Decanters which have a varied shape and design have been traditionally made from glass or crystal. Their volume is usually equivalent to one standard bottle of wine, or about 750 mils. Now, wine decanters have been in use for a very long time. Uh, there's evidence of the Roman Empire using them, uh, not just from glass, but also from brass, silver, bronze, uh, ceramic, basically whatever they could get their hands on at the time. And the whole point of it was less for uh, breathing and aeration and making the wine better, and more practicality, because you can't exactly fit a barrel of wine on a dinner table, can you? <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. No. And the uh, second reason was that these wines that had been aged in barrels usually contained a decent amount of sediment. And so pouring them into another, bo- another container or a, a jug, essentially, allowed the sediment to be... allowed the wine to be decanted off the top of the sediment. Uh, if you've heard of... If you brew wine at home... If you brew beer at home or wine, uh, it's this. I suppose the same, effectively the same process as racking, where you filter off the top bit of the uh, wine and leave the sediment in the bottom. Um, in in terms of filtering out the sediment, modern wine process makes that point pretty much moot. There's virtually no sediment in the bottle. At all. Yeah, I mean, tiny, tiny bits. Yeah. Like, if you sell your wine, it still pays to rotate the bottle. Oh, for sure. That's also for uh, corking purposes or stopping a bottle being corked. Yes. Though there aren't so many bottles with cork these days. No. The really old ones, though. Oh, yes. And some of the really good ones. I do have some with corks, but not many. Yeah. It's more of a, uh, a a wine with a cork is more of a statement than anything else these days, I think. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm excited. Well, I'm yes. excited. We have in front of us now two glasses, one that has been breathing in the bottle and one that has been breathing in a decanter. Mm. And I'm... Really curious to see what, if any, the differences are. Mm. So which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the bottle? Because that's what most people will be doing. I think we should. Okay. So let's smell to begin. Wow. So first off, that's a huge difference over the wine that we initially had. Yeah. The glass that we initially had. Yeah, it smells very fresh, very fruity. It smells a lot lighter. Mm. That extra 10, 15 minutes. Oh, it's probably half an hour now. Yeah, it's been half an hour since we cracked that bottle. Mm. But of course, this is the difference between 
pouring to the glass and waiting a little while and and that extra bit of patience mm. that it takes to leave it in the bottle because we've not left it sit in the glasses at all. We've poured it and we've picked it up. Yep. Well, maybe 60 seconds, which yeah. is neither here nor there, really. No, and I mean, as a general rule, it's quite easy if you're making a meal or about to you know, have a glass of wine with anything even by itself to just crack the bottle open and put it on the bench and walk away for a while. Yeah. And I know a few people that do that because they they know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know it makes it better. Um, the, I, something I did read during this research process was that you should be careful with decanting uh, delicate wines like Chianti or Pinot Noir because it can air them too much, aerate them too much. That is interesting. Hmm. Because, yeah, you let it breathe too much and you kind of kill the nuance. Yeah. But I think, uh, like you said before, this is a perfect wine for it because it's uh, well-suited for aging and breathing. Yes, it's got those complexities to it. So I guess for a direct comparison, let's now, for a direct comparison, let's now check the nose on the decanted glass. For the record, we are using exactly the same glasses. (laughs) Yes, the ones you see in the picture are it. We just have many of them. Wow. You can immediately smell the difference. Oh my word, you really can. That's a huge difference. Holy moly. Mm. Yeah, so what the a huge difference. Remarkable. I I am amazed. You you wouldn't even like that it's so different you could be forgiven for thinking they were different wines. Mm. Like they're the same type of wine, but different. Yeah. Let's let's taste them though. Oh yes. So Starting with the bottle. Bottle first. Oops. So it still smells a little bit bitey, a little bit acidic. Mm. You can smell the, the, the tartness and the tannins. Yeah, and you still very much the plum, the, I suppose, cherry almost. And there's that bite that we had towards the beginning of the glasses the first glasses it's not as bitey no it's it's lighter it's lighter we've got i think more complexity and a little more smoothness to it than we had Mm. initially out of the glass but there is a tartness there that was admittedly stronger when we had just let it breathe in the glass but it's very much still present now yeah yeah it's still very there so Let's do an immediate comparison with the other one. So, so basically going, f- double fisting these one one to the other. <laughs> Just to make sure we get a very close taste test. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Whoa. It's night and day. So there's there's a hint of... Of that bite, but it's the whole thing's mellowed out, and it's more of a a warming, gentle flavour 
a gentle flavor profile. Yeah, it's it's restrained. the The mouth feel is different. That's quite incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm I'm getting I'm getting quite a a nice fruity, slightly fuzzy wrapping of the tongue sensation that wasn't there before, and that's what you want from this mm. from this wine. Yeah. And yeah, just the right amount of bite and the rich fruity flavors have really come to the fore, I think. Mm. All those smells that we were getting at the start, the the jam, the raspberry, the uh the fruitiness. Did I say raspberry? I think you did. I think you said raspberry. Mm. And then going straight back again. Let's taste the other one again. Ooh. That's pun- it's punchy. It's young, punchy, and vibrant. <laughs> yeah, which is it's interesting to to have uh, a twenty sixteen taste young. Mm. Well, compared to the old one, the other the com- compared to the decanted one. Yeah, the the decanted one is definitely smoother, it's softer, it's more complex, it's more flavorful. Mm. And I guess, just for those playing at home, I should read off the description from the bottle. The flavor profile. These are always interesting. So it says, sourced from a picturesque hilltop in the Seaview subregion of McLaren Vale, where the bush vines grow in drift sand that overlies ironstone, this wine is perfumed with bright red fruits. The crunchy, medium-bodied palate is balanced by the savory and textural nuances of partial whole-bunch fermentation, resulting in a delicate and complex wine. Well, that didn't really tell us anything. It's, it's a, <laughs> a bunch of nice-sounding faff that doesn't tell us much about the flavor at all, except, that, I mean, yeah, it is medium-bodied, mm. and it does have bright red fruit flavors. Certainly yeah. in the decanted glass. Mm. Well, those bright red fruit flavours are more in the nose in the ones that aren't decanted. Yes. And that that's something I did notice between the three different glasses, is that the nose, the smell is stronger and fruitier than the decanted version. Yeah, very true. The decanter seems to mellow everything. Yeah, or it, it see it seems to uh, capture those smells and put them back in the drink. Didn't you think? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It is the things that we were smelling in the others, we were tasting in the decanted version. Mm. And smelling them there as well, very subtly, but... But it, those, those flavours came out. In the decanted version. Yes, much, much more noticeable, much more noticeable on the palate. Mm. I like it. Yeah, so... So so I'm a fan. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, obviously, to to rate the three ways of doing things, naturally, if you don't have a decanter, let it breathe in the bottle. Mm. As much as you can. As much as you can, and then pour it and let it breathe in the glass. Because by the time we had finished the glass that we'd let it breathe in, it had improved... Mm. significantly, not to the point of the decanter, not not by far. And certainly, I mean, not 
really to the point of having been let breathe in the bottle either. I but, think I think that's just a product of time, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, it it was breathing slower in much much slower in the bottle than in the glass. So I think if we'd, um, it, yeah, I think if we'd compared the uh, straight into the glass and the from the bottle into the glass side by side, there would be minimal difference, even though there was maybe half an hour, 45 minutes between them. Mm, quite possibly. And, I mean, what I would be curious to see is the difference, like, how long... I would be curious to see how long it takes for the wine to sit in the glass to reach the flavour profile you get when it's been decanted. And mm. how long you have to let it breathe in the bottle for that same effect. Yeah. I did read on a couple of articles that uh, for strong, bold reds, you should leave it decanting for a couple of hours. Yeah, and we only left this decant for 30 minutes, maybe. 30, 45, yeah. Yeah. And it made a massive difference. Yeah. So imagine what, how good this would be had we left it for the full hour. Well, yeah. It would be um, a whole different wine again, I think. Hmm. So, head out to your favourite op shop, get yourself a cheap decanter. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the shape that makes the difference. I... What it's made out of, I mean, will make some difference, just like we've noted in our glass testing episodes, that the type of glass and the quality of the glass does make a difference to the flavour. Hmm. But you're not drinking it straight out of the decanter. So how much difference could it make? That's very true. So I think, I think you should pick a decanter based on your own preferences. I should note, though, there are different types of decanters. Uh, like, for example, you've got spirit decanters, which are a different ball game altogether. It's really for for spirits. You don't need to uh, aerate them. It's really just a fancy jar, fa- fancy jug with a lid. Yeah, it's just a different way to store it. Hmm. Um, Whereas this, you you don't actually want to store wine in a wine decanter. No, you'd pour it back in the bottle if anything. I suppose you could try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I I think if you pour it into a decanter, that that's pretty much it, though. Yeah, you're you're drinking it. That's yeah. You've locked that in. Yeah, you've committed. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It really it really makes a difference. Um, I've seen decanters anywhere from thirty dollars to three hundred dollars and more. Yeah, and that really does come down to the design and what it's made out of. And the brand. And the brand as well, yeah. yeah. Like Waterford decanters, Waterford crystal decanters, they they will cost you a pretty penny. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. Um, I suppose anything Italian crystal. Yep, that's going to set you back. Yeah. But, th- but, but, how good do they look? Oh, they look amazing. <laughs> and yeah, if you're intending to use it as a set piece, then it really, you know, is a question of, well, what is going to fit the aesthetic of where you're displaying it. Mm. But we're not a home decoration podcast. We're, no. 
we were all about alcohol. And, and, and what, what a difference it makes. Yeah, and so we, we really, what we can come to from this is the best possible way to can't. Mm. I don't know how well it's going to work with white wines, but for reds, definitely. Yeah, 100%. And then if you don't have a decanter, can't get a decanter. Crack it early. Yeah, crack it early, let it sit for a bit. Mm. If it's a young wine, it's probably not going to make a huge amount of difference, but it never hurts to let a wine breathe. Yeah. Yeah, those, those quaffing wines, you may as well just pour them straight into the glass. Enjoy them at fridge temperature. Yeah, depending on the wine, absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking of like a Riesling with one of, with a bottom of the bottle that's basically flat. Oh, well, a white, yes, yeah. absolutely. You just yeah, <laughs> pour that into the glass and go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I haven't really got anything else. We just hit, we've hit the ramble point. Yes, and on that bombshell... <laughs> what? That we've, we've hit the ramble point. What a surprise. Like, on that bombshell that, oh. <laughs> we've, that we've hit the ramble point, as we yeah. usually do towards the end of an episode. Yeah. It's time for the plugs. Yeah. So, if you liked what you heard, everybody, be sure to hit that subscribe... Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, um, and many more. And of course, you can find us on the social medias of Instagram and Facebook as a good drop podcast. Mm. And if you want to check out our giant library of 160 plus episodes, you can jump on our website, agooddrop.com.au. And if you've got any comments, questions, suggestions for future episodes, or if you've got a favourite decanter you want us to know about, send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. Yeah, we would love to see that hot, hot decanter porn. Send us pictures of your decanters. (laughs) And be sure to tune in next time. So be sure to tune in next time when we get all about that base and talk about the base ingredients for vodka. It's uh, surprisingly varied. Yeah, there's a lot of different things you can make it out of and we really want to see the difference it makes to the flavor. Mm, Me too. So do be sure to tune in and find out. Yeah. Until then. Until then. cheers. Cheers.